0: Welcome to Pull Up The Tape Podcast, the podcast that keeps you connected by providing all the hottest and most current takes in the world of sports. This podcast is a full version of today's episode. Lastly, share this podcast with anyone you know that loves basketball, boxing, football, MMA, and soccer. It's greatly appreciated. Happy listening and enjoy the episode. All right, so my name is Michael Delu, and today is episode sixty six of Full the Tape. Today is Wednesday, June thirtieth. Uh, kind of a sad day for me because of all the stuff that's about to happen, but nevertheless, I'm really excited to get this podcast going, get this shit started, and I, I'll say I'll save my news for the end of the episode. So, two two things two things I want to discuss today. It's going to be a short, maybe like fifteen to twenty minute podcast. So the Atlanta Hawks who like who the fuck would have thought at the beginning of the season that the Atlanta Hawks would be Atlanta Hawks who their best player last night wasn't even on their roster who would have thought the Atlanta Hawks the Atlanta Hawks would be two games away from the NBA finals two games so that's that that's that that was the aftermath of what happened yesterday in State Farm Arena. So the Hawks beat the Bucks 110 to 88. Lemon Pepper Lou, let me get a Lemon Pepper order please. You gotta get the link before you order these. Lou Williams, 21 points, eight rebounds, seven of nine from the field and two of three from three. Extremely efficient knife from Lemon Pepper Lou. Extremely efficient. Bogdan Bogdanovich, I don't know what happened. Yesterday he woke up. He was up, he was locked and loaded, he was hitting threes, and he was tripping on shit. Bogdan Bogdanovich, holla at me, baby, what's up? Yes, sir. Kevin Herter. 15 points, 7 assists, and 6 rebounds. 7 of 15 from the field and 1 of 7 from 3? That doesn't sound right. One of seven. It says 1 of 7 from 3. I don't know if I believe that. Maybe I, I might have recorded the box score wrong. Clint, Clint Capella, 15.7 rebounds, 6 of 7 from the field. Cam Reddish, 12 rebounds. No, not 12 rebounds. I apologize. 12 points, 5 rebounds, 5 of 9 from the field, and 2 of 3 from 3. And it was, you know, it, it, the craziest, like, I, I was not expecting the Hawks to put on a performance like that. Because of the simple fact that they were playing without their best best player, which is Trey Young. And it's funny because yesterday, yesterday, I never said this because I'm not gonna say I don't agree or 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 all, all that all that nonsense or or stuff like that. But what I will say is no one I, I don't think anyone gave I don't think anyone gave the Hawks a chance to win a game without Trey Young. I mean, if I would have if I never said it, but if I if I were to put money on it, I, I I'm not betting on the Hawks winning a game without Trey Young, but that's what happened, and the it, it was quite obvious, quite obvious because the Bucks, no, not the Bucks, the Hawks led the whole game, the, the Hawks led the whole game. I think the closest it got was by like seven or eight points, but the thing is, I don't know if mo- and it was announced that Trey Young wasn't going to play probably like uh, let's say. Ten, fifteen minutes before kickoff, tip off, and I don't know if the if the Bucks heard that or saw that, and they thought, "Oh, we don't have to, we don't have to play hard, we don't have to play intense, we don't have to." I don't know what exactly I don't know what exactly they were thinking or what, what 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 was going on in all these players' head, but that didn't make any sense. It was quite obvious that whatever sense of urgency that the Bucks had in Game Three, they did not bring to Game Four. They were down the whole game. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it to them. I'm gonna get it to them because it it, it, it clearly it clearly didn't make any sense. I, I gave credit to where credit is due. Lou Williams showed up. Bogdan Bogdanovich, he he arose from wherever the fuck he was at. He looked healthy as fuck last night. He was banging threes. He was turning up. He had energy hitting threes and turning up. Played good on defense. look look looked, honestly, I had it. It had been several games because this whole series from games one to one to three, he's played terrible, terrible to the point where the last time I talked about the Hawks, I said, Nate McMillan needs to cut his minutes needs to cut his minutes. Cause he's not it. He's not doing good. And I understood why because of an injury, but thankfully it seems like he's back to normal. Hopefully he can repeat this type of performance for the next game. Hopefully. And again, Lou Williams, man, like, did I, did the Bucks forget? Like do, do not do they not realize how good of a player he actually is? Lou Williams' main knock on his career and 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 in the postseason is he's a defensive liability. On the offensive end, he's an issue. He's an he's an issue. Lou Williams has always been an issue, and he's still one to this day. Like I don't even under, like I I I I. I don't want to say that the Bucks should have gave Lou Williams the same respect that they give Trey Young, but I mean, he can do the same things that Trey Young can. He can, uh, in terms of scoring, he can do the same things Trey Young can. Pull up from three, he got those. Floater, he got those. Mid range, he got those. He, he, people, a lot of people struggle to stay in front of Lou Williams. He's he is a really great player, and I mean, it, it was it was quite evident in yesterday's game. Very evident in yesterday's game. Very, very evident. So props to the the Hawks for handling business. Uh, Now it's it's time to rip on the fucking bucks. Jesus Christ. Drew Holiday had 19 points, 9 assists. Solid numbers, but didn't shoot efficiently from the field. He was 6 of 17, of 7 from 3. Chris Middleton, oh my God. Chris Middleton only scored 2 more points than Giannis and played 12 more minutes than Giannis did. Chris Middleton had 16 points and 8 rebounds, shot 6 of 17 for the field, 0 of 7 from 3. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Like, what the hell? What is that? Chris. Like, I, oh, my God. Every time I want to give Chris Middleton – like, I, last, last time I talked about the Hawks, I was, I was shouting out Chris Middleton because he came to play – but obviously, Chris, Chris Middleton. I don't know what, what, what goes on in Chris Middleton's mind in his head. Just some days, he, some days he's like, "I'm gonna turn it on." Other days, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm not, com- I'm not coming to work. I'm gonna put on my jersey, but I'm not gonna come to work today." Like that's, I, I, I honestly, stro- I, I honestly wonder, like, what the hell is he thinking? Why is he playing like this, Chris? Six of seventeen. 0 of seven from three. 0 of seven from three. That's unacceptable. That's atrocious. That is a horrific effort. You should never, bro. Oh my God, Chris Middleton, Chris Mid, Chris Stiffer Middleton. Don't do this. D- don't turn me into that, Chris. Chris Middleton. Don't turn me into that. I do not want to do that to you, Chris Middleton. Don't turn me into that. Hey man, hey, get it together. Giannis had fourteen points and eight rebounds. 7 of, tw- 7 of 10 from the field before going down with the hyperextended knee. And it I I don't I don't know exactly what the Bucks game plan was, but taking 39 threes and only hitting 8 of them is unacceptable. Unacceptable. like I I man, man, unacceptable. I I can't emphasize I can't emphasize enough how unacceptable and how atrocious that is. That is not that is not Bucks basketball. That is not Bucks basketball at all. Chris Middleton is just a, just Chris Middleton is just too inconsistent for me. I don't know. I, I some games he shows up, some games he's not. There's really like it, it's it's literally one or the other. There's no like oh he played all right. It's literally either he has a good game or a bad game, and I'm over that shit. The Bucks offensively just were not there to in y- yesterday's game. They didn't, br- they didn't bring the same style of, of basketball they brought in game three and the same style of basketball that, that, that got them all the way to, to this point. And the, and I can't even say Giannis, Giannis going down as, as an excuse. They were down by 10 when Giannis went down. And the way they were playing, I'm not too sure if they would have even won. The Bucs got a cop out by losing, by, by Giannis getting hurt, and, then, and they still lose. But regardless, if Giannis was playing, I don't know. I don't know if they still would have won that game. Because they weren't there. They, they, could, they couldn't stop anything. They couldn't stop anything. Defense was atrocious. They were getting dragged left and right. On offense, they didn't push the ball. They didn't execute the way they usually execute. And one of the things I noticed is, like, why wasn't Drew ha- – D- the, the the Hawks didn't have a, a primary ball handler in the in the game. Like, Trey Young wasn't there. So why, why aren't you picking up the ball handler and trying to get steals to create more opportunities on offense? It obviously, you could obviously tell the Bucs thought this shit was going to be a cakewalk because Trey Young's not playing. And that's why they got smacked in the fucking mouth. Next. England beat Germany for the first time in 55 years in a major tournament. I didn't even know it was that long. 55 years? Woo! It makes sense to why. why it, they, uh, and also. I think it's a little unfair that certain that, that England – I honestly think it's unfair that England gets to play in front of their home crowd. Like, let's, talk, let's really talk about that. I love England. I love the Premier League. England has multiple Chelsea players playing for them. But why does England get to play in front of their home crowd? Why do, why do they get to play knockout-phase games in front of their home crowd? That has to be unfair. I don't know. So, somebody comment – like, those of you guys who do watch soccer, please let me know if you guys think that's unfair because I personally think that's unfair. I, 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 I don't know. A lot of the starting 11 that Gareth picked forced a lot of pundits into questions like oh what the fuck is he thinking he started off the game with he he well he selected five defenders and two and two def- defensive center mids in Declan Rice and I can't remember the other guy's name and obviously a lot of people had issues had issues with that with that lineup and the only attacking players were Raheem Sterling, Harry Kane and Bukayo Shoka. But I'm here to say, Southgate got it right with his lineup, and then he also got it right with his substitute in Jack Grealish. Man, Jack Grealish came on and looked like fucking Andres Iniesta. Like he looked, he was all over the place. Jack Grealish looked inc- Jack <laughs> Jack Grealish looked like the best midfielder in the world in yesterday's game. Honestly, the entire England team looked looked incredibly good yesterday's game. So I, I honestly have to salute them. Shot. Honestly, shout shout out to England. Like, um, it's a lot has been said because they're they're playing. Uh, I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head who won between uh Slo, no, not Slovakia, uh, Ukraine and uh, Sweden. I think I I believe it was Sweden. That England have a very favorable uh, route to the finals, which uh, it, I don't really think is any such thing as favorable because the way the way st- soccer works and the game of football works, I, nothing's really. If that's the case, everybody would be like you could pencil in who's going to win every game, but that's not how that's not how life works. Like you have to go out and execute and play these games, and sometimes. Like for example, England could think, "Oh, we got an easy road now." Uh, go out there, put together a half-ass effort in game, sent home. So, we'll, it, it, it's still left to see. We we still, we, we got to wait and see. And one thing, I, one thing I want to say about about Gareth Southgate: props to him for for selecting Jack Grealish as a substitute because immediately he was brought on, he made an impact. Five minutes after he was brought on, Raheem Sterling opens up the scoring, and. Gets a a great goal. And one thing that needs to be said about Raheem Sterling, I know he didn't come into the tournament with incredible form because, you know, towards the end of the season last year, towards the end of the season for Manchester United, he had terrible games. And the Champions League final might have been the worst game I've ever seen him play. Shout out to you, Rhys James, for for being the reason that that happened because Raheem Sterling was inside uh, Rhys James' pocket the the whole game. The whole game. The whole game. And shout out to Gareth Southgate for believing him and and giving him giving him the run that he he honestly deserves. Shout out to Raheem Sterling for finally sco- for man for for sco- but shout out to Raheem Sterling honestly, he should be given a lot more respect. He, he has three goals in this tournament, and you know he may not he may not obviously like I said he wasn't he didn't come in at his best, but he's giving his best all for England this tournament for sure for sure. And one one of the things I want I want to point out is. God damn, Thomas Mueller, Thomas Mueller, damn it, damn it, damn it. Thomas Mueller had a one-on-one chance with Jordan Pinkford. And Thomas Mueller decided that he wanted to put on his best Timo Werner impersonation because what he did in the 80th minute is what I saw Timo Werner do over and over and over and over and over and over and over again at Chelsea this past season. I've seen Timo Warner do that multiple times. Not one, not two, not three, definitely not four, not five. Eight or nine times I've seen him smoke one on ones with the keeper. Just, just, it must be, it might be a German. I don't know what the hell that was. But that was horrible. And football is this, football is defined by, by moments. You don't get many, you know. A, hey, a one-on-one with the keeper is probably going to happen like once, maybe twice in the entire game of football. One-on-one with the keeper is going to happen once, maybe twice, once maybe twice with the keeper. Once maybe twice. When you get that, a player, a player like a player like Thomas Mueller, who's won a World Cup, who's who scored over twenty goals per season, who's been a, who's been because. Young player of the year in the, world, in, in the 2010 World Cup. He is – bro, he's – that's a goal he has to put in. That, that is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Oh, no. Oh, no. And he knew it himself that he fucked up. And then minutes after that, Harry Kane puts the game away with his goal. And, that's, and, that, and that was game. Salute to England. They played incredible. Poor performance from Mueller. Poor performance from Timo Warner. Amazing game by Jordan Pinkford. Shout out to him. He made some incredible saves and in all in all, England deserved this win. No questions asked. And that concludes the ep- today's episode. I want to thank everybody who has supported me in the pa- in the month of June. My podcast has really taken off since June 4th when I released the 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 rant about Kyle Kuzma. Uh, and um I, re- I really want to thank everybody, but today is the conclusion of, well, th- I, I, not the conclusion of my podcast, but today I'm moving out of the studio that I'm recording in. I've been recording, uh, since the start of my podcast, I've been recording in my studio since, since honestly, the start of my podcast. But my lease ends today at the studio, so as soon as I end this podcast, I will be wrapping up. I will be packing up all my stuff, moving it into storage, uh, as I'm still figuring out exactly which where I'm going to move my studio to. I still have to, uh, there's still some places I still need to check out. And then once I do find that place, I'm going to sign the lease. But unfortunately, until then, I will not be – you will not see my handsome face. You will not get – there, there, there will be YouTube videos, but you, it's just going to be audio. Same thing, audio on podcast as well. But I won't be – my face will not be visible until I am fully moved into my new studio and have my, my setup just like this. I want it to be perfect before I start recording again. But don't worry about it. Nevertheless, I will be – I will still be recording. You'll only just hear my voice. It is what it is. I, I just generally want to thank and appreciate everybody who supporting me. I do have some podcasts. Uh, I do have some appearances on other podcasts coming up. I'm really excited about that. I do have appearances on uh, other shows. I'm really excited about that. Uh, I've been my DMs have been flooded with uh, invites and whatever, so I'm really taking, look, looking forward to that. So if I don't have any. Uh, Videos up of me actually speaking. Uh, you can check me out on other people's podcasts. I'll I'll, I'll put the link or whatever um, for you guys to find those. And once again, I just want to thank everybody for the, for the immense support that I received in the month of June. I genuinely do appreciate this shit from the bottom of my heart. All the comments, all the likes, all the subscribes. I really do appreciate that shit. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Shoot for the stars and for the moon. Whoa.